I have with me. So my uh, engineer sent me a video of my guest, Brandon. And it was so interesting because I totally understood where he was coming from. And um, I, I gave Brandon Tatum a personal call to say, man, I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> so he, um, uh, Joel sent me this. Uh, what was it from? Oh, and Joel saw Brandon Tatum Instagram, and Brandon was letting off frustration about the economy and the way the president is uh, letting the Democrats do this. And and I watched it, and I'm like, you know what? I got to give this man a call to say thank you for standing up. Somebody need to say something. And I can see Brandon's frustration because his, his hair was all nappy and looked like he— <laughs> Look like he just woke up and said, you know what? I don't care. I ain't washing my face or nothing. I got to get this off my chest. Brandon Tatum is with me. He's the co-founder of Blessed and an ex-police officer. And Brandon has participated in some of our town halls and things like that. He spoke at one of our events. Brandon, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And to keep tradition, <laughs> I woke up, didn't wash my face. I put a hat on this time, but I, I, I'm ready to vent. So, <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that man, I'm like, I, I could just totally identify what you were saying, and I like the way you just woke up and just put it out there. Somebody got to do something. I appreciate it. But what I want to do before I play, I want to play the uh, a little soundbite from your video there. I want the people to see what I saw. But tell the folks what is Blexit. And I also want to know, why did you stop being a police officer? But what is Blexit first? Okay, okay. So Candace and I co-founded Blexit. It's pretty much a movement to give uh, black people an opportunity to hear another side. Um, Blexit stems from the black exit from the Democratic Party, but that's not really the totality of our mission. Our mission is to, to help people be free thinkers and for you to have an opportunity to evaluate uh, what you believe on every spectrum yeah. and make a decision that's what's best for your community, what's best for you as an individual, and not necessarily towing the party line in politics. How is Blessed going? How is, uh, are the Blacks catching on to it? Yeah, it's going It's going well, man. It's, 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 it's progressing. Because our first year starting, I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. Black people didn't turn out yeah. like we expect them to do. You know, but there were a lot of black people that did. But, you know, I, I, there were white people that were more enthusiastic yeah. uh, than some black people were. But over time, it seems like more and more young African-American people, black people, whatever you want to call it, they have um, caught on to it. We have chapters now. Um, we have activism in the communities. It's not just rallies, you know, and it's getting it's increasing. It's getting bigger and bigger. We starting to have a full time staff. So it, it's taking a hold, man. And there's a lot of young brothers and sisters that are uh, helping out, that are enthusiastic, that are making a difference, that are inspired. So it, it, it has actually inspired me. And it's good to see that people are, are coming around and the vision that Candace and I had at the beginning is starting to come to fruition. So it's a, um, I know a lot of black people don't like the word Republican or conservative. Are you trying to bless it mean that you're trying to get them to overcome being a Democrat and support the Republican Party? No, nah, it's not really about party. It's it's about 
overcoming the brainwashing oh, that's yeah. been going on yeah. in every aspect of life yeah. and then making their own decision. You know, if there's a Democrat that's 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 best for your community and they're preaching about freedoms and they're preaching about, you know, not the welfare state and victimhood. Yeah. If, if, they're, if they're preaching what's best for your community, then by all means, vote what's best for you. But don't get caught up in a lie, in the, in the misinformation and in the years and years of of just brainwashing yeah. that has happened to us in this in this uh, this country by politicians and the media. Um, why did you stop being a police officer? I saw your other video the other day about the uh, what's happening in Georgia and how the people overreacting to that situation rather than waiting and see. Um, you you tend to know the Constitution, you know the law. What made you stop being a cop? Well, it's I didn't want to stop being a police officer, technically. It just kind of, uh, I think God led me in another direction. I was a police officer, and I just, one day, I just made a video about me going to Donald Trump rally. And this was when I was pretty much transitioning from being a Democrat to waking up and saying, man, this is, this something ain't right in the Democratic <laughs> Party. Yeah. And I think I'm more of a Republican. I'm looking at their platform. For the first time in my life, I yeah. actually considered a Republican and what they were saying. And I'm like, they're pro-God. You know, I don't believe in abortions and all these other things. And I said, you know, let me give them a try. You know, Ben Carson was my man. He dropped out. He endorsed Trump. Trump happened to be to be uh, visiting Tucson, Arizona, where I was a police officer. Right. I went to a rally and I was blown away. I, I thought he was supposed to be this racist dude. I thought all these white people were in there hating black people. And <laughs> it was it was kind of the other way around. The white people on the outside who were protesting were the ones who were yelling slurs and stuff. And so I just made a video, man. I never made a video before. I didn't have nothing but like 100 followers. I didn't think it was going to go anywhere. Right. I made a video and it went viral. And so I continued to make videos expressing how I felt while I was still a police officer. Colin Kaepernick video was the next one. When I ran it about Colin Kaepernick, I just, I had enough. That video had 70 million views. And so that's kind of where, where things changed. I was offered a, um, what do they call it? A spokesperson position for a company called uh, Conservative Tribune. And they really gave me an offer I couldn't refuse. And my mindset was that, okay, I'll do this for a year. And if I don't like it, I'll go back to being a police officer because I was still certified for three years after I left the police department. Right. So, um, but then God just kept opening doors. I worked for Turning Point, me and Candace you know, became cool. I started speaking around the country and I felt like God wanted me to expand my reach and influence outside of just uh, the municipality of Tucson. Right on, man. Do you miss being a cop at all? Oh, I miss it every day. I man, bet. Me, me, and my wife, me and my wife listen to uh, the police scanner while we're in the car <laughs> and she laugh at me because I'm like saying the codes and I'm reminiscing. <laughs> I saw that explanation of the law and what's happened in Georgia. And you just sound like a cop and you sound like a person that knew the Constitution. And um, I'm thinking that's what we need out there, someone that really understands what's going on. I want to play um, this uh, excerpt from the video where you were talking about this Chinese virus thing and the economy and what the president should do. The whole thing is good, and we're going to tell the folks how they can go listen to the whole thing. But I just want them to see the realness of it and the sincerity of it. And, uh, and a part, I mean, I like the whole thing, but I want to play this real fast for you. President Trump, all the way down. I don't give up about none of y'all. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't. I'm mad at Trump all the way down. 
And I love Trump. I think he's the greatest president we've had. This here is a mistake. I don't care. I don't want to hear you say, oh, we should, we should shut. We should, we need to open up our country. You the one shut the country down. They got 1,500 people up there at the panel talking and, 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 and giving, say, this is the truth. This is the truth. This person disagreed with it. Where's the leadership? The president should have done differently. He should have done better. And some of y'all afraid to say it. How do you think Fauci got in the position that he's in? He should have, he, now he's saying, well, I'm going to leave it up to the states to make the decision. You should have left it up to the states or whether or not they want to close the country down. But our president is sitting there half-ass making decisions. <laughs> I'm sick of the press conferences Q&A. Grow a sack and stop worrying about what Democrats are going to say about you because they ain't going to like you no matter what. Yeah. Grow a pair, get up there before the American people and say, I'm doing this. If you don't like it, impeach me. That video, for y'all need to see the whole thing, all right? See the whole thing. It's so good. It's so interesting. Uh, Brandon, one thing I, I, I noticed about that, I understand what you're saying, too, and I know you love the president. I love him, too. I call him the great white hope. That's how much. I, don't, I just think this president have to see what Fauci and all those Democrats are trying to do, and I, I believe he is allowing them to hang themselves and then the world will see what the Democratic, what the country will see, what the Democratic Party is all about. And hopefully it, can, it will just turn them away from the Democrat. I can't believe that because the president is a very wise guy. He, he understands. I can't believe that he's just letting this happen without a plan where eventually he'll snap out of it and everything will come back. What do you think? Well, I think there's, there, there's two sides to this, right? There's a great possibility that he is setting them up. And I think a lot of people realize that California just shut down, at least the reports were saying they shut down for the next three months. Yeah. And so people are being able to separate the wheat from the tear. But there is a, also a possibility that he has been uh, pigeonholed into a situation where he have no way out. He's completely powerless. And I, I know he didn't probably know who Fauci was before all this happened or... He didn't really know that Burks was going to come out and they were going to be defined. And then they were going to recommend some crazy stuff when he gave them the authority as professionals to make decisions. And they did something that went crazy. And the rest of the world is doing it. I mean, he could have been backed into something that's going to be a difficult way out. I knew from the very beginning, and a lot of people were saying this, that, oh, Trump, don't, don't, don't do this because the Democratic leadership in some of these states, they are going to milk this yeah. They're going to milk it until there's no milk left. Yep. And that's what they're doing. California want to be shut down for ungodly amounts of time. Michigan want to be shut down with no... They have no explanation for why they want to shut down this far. It was supposed to be the curve, you know, to slow the curve. The curve has dropped off the chart, and they are still shutting things down. They are still saying you got to wear a mask. and I mean, it, it's just out of control. And I pray to God that Trump has more control than I feel like he has at this point. <laughs> I believe because he does. We, we really need we really need our country to come back or we're going to be in a world of hurt. Yeah, I I just because uh over the last 3 years I've seen him overcome so many situations where the the uh, liberal media, the democrats and the right over said, "Oh, 
this is it. It's done for him. They did it with the Russian thing. They did it with the president, with the acquisition of sexual harassment and all that. And they would say, this is it. This is it. And then somehow or another, a miracle will happen for the president. I still believe that's what's going to happen in this. I, I think he I think he has it in him. You know, yeah. I, he's a fighter. Yeah. And we, we, and we're going to keep supporting him. Yeah. Even though I, I had a rant and I was mad at what he <laughs> did. And, and that's fine. Just like I get mad at my mom and daddy sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, I still support the president. He still got my vote. I'm still going to make phone calls for his campaign. You know, we, we still going to go to work. But I, I'm, I'm just afraid that some people are getting confused as if the Democrats are going to just lay there and get exposed. Yeah. They are making videos right now blaming Trump of every death that has happened. They said nobody would have died if, if, if he wouldn't if he would have acted faster. <laughs> they're blaming him for the economic crash when they know they're the ones shutting down their own states and pushing all this BS. They're fighting for people to have more money on, on, on unemployment than if they actually go to work. I mean, and the, and the Republicans are laying there and taking it too because why didn't they fight the Democrats right. when they're trying to do this stuff? They yeah. just go, well... We compromise. No, the Democrats didn't compromise. Yeah. Well, why don't we just wait longer? Let make the American people wait to get money because we're going to stand up like the Democrats. They don't mind making us wait for them to put in all this crap into into the spending bill. Yeah, I mean, we Republicans need to stand up and be a little stronger, man. Yeah, the rhinos. I mean, I I wish it were possible to vote out the rhinos and vote in real conservative men yeah. because. Uh, they're not going to do anything. It's not in them. They're not real men. They're not going to do anything. So thank God for the president. One last thing about the president's situation. I like the way that you uh, were able to yell at the president but not turn against him. Some people, they pretend to be your friend until you do or say something that they don't agree with. Not, uh, and so they won't just yell at you but yet maintain the friendship. They'll turn against you. And I've seen that happen with the president. Uh, a lot of people get mad. They turn against him. But I like the way you dealt with that. But yet you support the president. You didn't turn against him. And that's the way it should be done. Yeah, all the way down. This is how I look at it. Yeah. God first. Then I believe in my country. And then leadership. Yeah. So it's, it's like I, I trust God first. And then what's best for America. It's not a president. It's not a politician. But I felt like. I'm going to support Trump as long as he is doing what's best for America. That's right. He may, he may make some mistakes. The man is a human. He got the whole he got the whole world against him. Yes. So I, I get that he can be in a bad position, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have faith in Trump as long as he's supporting what's best for the United States of America and he's keeping uh, uh, our freedoms of religion, our freedom to be Christian. The man is praying in the over office. I know. If you if, you, if you're doing that. I can rock with you. I can, I can be <laughs> forgiven. I can forgive you. Yeah. It's amazing. The great white hope. I want to ask you about the um, situation in Georgia where yesterday they had um, some Black Panther or somebody walking the street with guns. And I guess they're doing it to intimidate. It's really weird. Uh, in a few words, what do you think about, because I have so much to talk to you about and time is running out. What is um, what do you think about that situation? I know what you think because I saw your video. But what do you have to say to the people about the Georgia, the white on black shooting thing that happened there? Yeah, I think it was a, it was a gross exaggeration by the media. Again, black people and liberal uh, SJWs fell for it. I told people to wait in the beginning. 
because I do this for a living. You know, I was a police officer. I know for a fact there's more to the story. Uh, it's always more to the story. There's always two sides to yep. every coin. Yep. Just a brother running down the street getting murdered for no reason <laughs> by some racist white hillbillies. It just didn't start out well for me. I wanted to get more information. So after doing research, I know the law. I know the way court proceedings work. I've arrested people for murder and self-defense in, in, in real life. And so um, I believe that they made the right decision initially not arresting them because there was no probable cause according right. to the law. Once the protest came out, the uh, the Georgia Bureau of Investigations did a knee-jerk reaction, just like they did in George Zimmerman. They arrested them solely because of outrage. They charged these men with murder. Um, I think that everybody in this situation could have done something different, but according to the law, I don't think these gentlemen will be charged with, or at least be convicted of any crime because they have a whole bunch of Georgia law, uh, uh, you know, in their favor. And then there's a lot of information that proves Mr. Arbery was not jogging and he was actually committing a crime and he had motive to uh, fight his way out, even if it was to fight for a gun. Yeah, absolutely. What I don't, what I don't get with the blacks, and not all, not all, not all, not all, but most, is like the people that they protest about, the blacks who are being dealing with the cops, they always people, it's not like some innocent black person walking down the road or tiptoeing through the tulip, and the cops are like, oh, let me go kill a black person, right? The, the, the people are always in trouble with the law. They have criminal records. These are not, not like decent examples where you should be going out protesting and carrying on like this. Why don't the blacks feel ashamed about doing this? When I was growing up down in Alabama under the Jim Crow laws on a plantation, black people would never go out and, pro and protest for a criminal like that. You know, it's not like decent blacks are being killed. Why don't the blacks see that after a while? Well, we, well, a lot of us have been brainwashed, myself included. When I was younger, I, I would be protesting now. But <laughs> God woke my mind up. It, this is just this foolery. You know, we've been brainwashed so much to believe that it's racism here, racism yeah. there. They teach us in college that we see racism and we create racism in every situation. Just two white men defending <laughs> their community, which is what people should look at, and a black man running down the street, I, I think people can take both sides at face value and say, maybe they're both telling the truth. We'll right. find out. But that's not the way black people work, man. I know. They have brainwashed us into saying, no, it has to be racism. I'm going to tell you a funny thing is people don't know this because they don't play it on the news. With this whole situation, they've arrested a third person for terrorism. <laughs> and I was like, it must be a white guy because it was terroristic threats against the protesters, the black protesters. Yeah. So then when you look it up, it's a black kid that created a fake Facebook account that's supposed to be a Facebook that supported the McMichaels, the two white guys. And on that fake Facebook account, he he poses a, a threat against black people. So you, you, <laughs> you, you have racism is so bad in America that black people have to create terrorist threats against other black people because white people just aren't doing it. And I'm gonna tell you this, Jesse, it is a shame and I'm embarrassed by most black people at the way we operate. Yeah. We, we have a young kid, Tashaun Lee, which black people never talk about. They don't even know who he is. Nine-year-old boy gunned down in the alley. He was targeted because his dad was a gangbanger. They shot him at point blank range multiple times and put cigarette butts out on his body. And no black person talks about him. But a thug ch getting chased by the police, shooting at the police, 
uh, uh, running from a vacant house. That brother had no business being in, fighting people for their guns. I mean, we losing our salvation over these people. I know. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it is. And then this guy, um, uh, LeBron James, the tennis player. Volleyball uh, <laughs> 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 player. No, <laughs> he was like, this man, I would think he would want to encourage Especially black young men, you can overcome anything. Here was my life. Look at me now. Don't be mad. Don't be like, just treat people the way you would like to be treated. They're good and bad in every culture. Treat people right, work hard, and God is with you. You'll be fine. But he is like, it's hard on the black man in America. We were being gunned down in our home. I mean, you have to have an evil mind to set people up like that. It, it, the mind have to be evil. Yeah, especially when you know better. Yeah. LeBron James has been a multimillionaire since he was 18. Now, I know people were paying him when he was in middle school because he a brother in the hood that's <laughs> 6'6". They know where they know where that's going to that's gonna lead. He got drafted out of high school, and he signed a $90 million contract with Nike. That brother has more privilege. He has seen more money opportunities than probably 95% of white people in this country. So for him to act like he down with the people and he he has to be targeted just because somebody allegedly painted on the outside of his multi-million, his second or third multi-million dollar house somewhere <laughs> in the country. I mean, it's, it's shameful. And, and I, I just, it makes my blood boil, Jesse, yeah. when I think of black people who, are, who have an opportunity to bless other people, yeah. to change the world. And they sit here and they're brainwashed, and they—it's like they at the top pushing brothers down. Yeah, LeBron, you can be an example. All you basketball players should be creating banks and and, and partnering on business ventures. And no, y'all got Rolls Royces and chains this big, and, and you blaming the white man. It, it's it's crazy. But why do you think they do it though? I mean, it's it's not helping them in a in a good way because they're already appreciated. People love them because they play ball, you know. They make buku money. They're living in a, uh, that LeBron James guy, the tennis player, he living, he bought that home in Bel Air, I believe, California, uh, up there by Ronald Reagan somewhere. And um, I don't know what they expect to get out of teaching this type of hatred rather than encouraging people to overcome. They're already popular with the people. They're, they have, they're famous, whatever you want to call it. What do they get out of going along with the lie? See, when you don't have God in your life and, 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 you're, and you are not exercising godly principles, you are easily deceived by demonic uh, yeah. influence, yeah. demonic people. And it's called virtue. So if you are self-centered and it's about me, 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 attention to me, how can I go viral? How can I be the voice of this? How can I be the leader in this? When you just me, 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 then you, you're susceptible to getting confused. If you can think about it like God and you say, no, I'm a servant. Yes. How can I, how can I use my platform and stuff to serve other people? It's not about LeBron James's feelings. It's about what's best for everybody. Yes. See, another thing, Jesse, is that people that don't really exercise their ability to get in touch with God, they fall for the race baiting. I, I used to be the same way. I, I used was to think there white too. people were bad. Yep. And I used to think all black people were good. 
And then when I got saved, I was like, you know what? It's about God's children. Yeah. So I, no, black and white don't mean nothing to me. It, it, it means absolutely nothing. I don't owe nothing to the black people. Yeah. I don't owe nothing to white people. I owe something to God. And then everybody else is, is you know, I'm, I'm connected to them because of God. There you go, man. That's amazing. I agree 100%. Uh, congratulations, by the way, on getting married. That's deep. Yeah, yeah. My wife, she's sitting back here listening. So. Hey, wife. <laughs> so how does it feel? To, how does it feel to be a married man? It feels great, man. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like not being married, and you know, I wasn't perfect when I wasn't married. Right. I, I but I know what God said in His book, and being married just it just make you feel so much better, so much more connected. You yeah. know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm keeping it real because I know some people out there that ain't perfect. You know, and, and but being married is the best way to be. You don't have to look over your shoulder. You don't have to be trying to repent and all this other stuff. You're married. You're doing what God wants you to do. You can have a family. And I tell every young man this, and, and people may disagree with me on this, is that you can be a great man. But see, God made Adam and Eve. So you can be as good as you can be. And when God send that person in your life that's supposed to be your help meet, that's supposed to be the better half or the other half, of you he opened up different doors yeah and and I, I i like i'm a talented person but when my wife came in my life it it just accelerated who i am and accelerated opportunities that only god can open up and i think he did that for me because i'm presenting an example of how he would want a young man to be not necessarily being single and out there dating and doing other stuff. So there you I go. think it's, uh, it's, it's a lot better being married and, and, and right with God. The kingdom of heaven on earth. I, I, I've, I've been saying for 30 years now that that order of God, God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, woman over children, it come down like that. You can't go wrong because God is with you. So it will work. Um, can I squeeze in one call for you? Someone want to talk yeah. to you. All yeah. right, let me what go to uh, Nick is a first-time caller out of Wisconsin. Uh, hey, Nick, thank you for calling. You're on with Brandon Tatum. What's going on, Jesse? What's going uh, on, Brandon? Good all morning, is well. Guy. Good morning. How you doing, brother? Hey, man, I just was, uh, uh, just give you a little background. I am from the inner city or the ghettos here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um and I grew up, and I made it out of the ghetto. I didn't make excuses. I went to school, and I made something of myself. Um, but my question is, my thing is, from watching your show, I watch your show quite often, too, and I appreciate you being a black dude here in America doing what it is you do. But a lot of times I find myself agreeing with Democratic and Republican views, like, like as far as the liberals go. I agree with, I agree with, the freedom of choice. I agree with the freedom to do what you want to do. I don't support same-sex marriages, but I don't have a problem with abortion. However, as far as my conservative agreement, I agree with a smaller government, bigger business, a bit or a smaller business bringing our jobs back here to America, which Donald Trump has been doing a good job at. But I want to know why it is racial tensions are higher now in America than they were in the 1960s. That's a good I don't question. understand that if Donald Trump's goal is to bring together our country. He want to know, you heard that, Brandon? Why? Yeah, yeah, I can answer. Go ahead. I can answer that. Okay. I, think, I think it's perpetuation of propaganda, virtue signaling, SJW mentality, 
and brainwashing that goes on in university campus that are perpetuated by liberals. Yeah. Because we saw that there was an increase in racial tension. Hold on one minute. Hold on. Let him finish and I'll I'll let you respond. Racial tensions, if you look at any chart or any measurement, racial tensions rose under Barack Obama in a a rate that we've never seen before. And, And a lot of that came because of Trayvon Martin and some of these other things that Barack Obama decided to take, uh, he's put his hand in and be biased on, and it really caused conflict. Under President Trump, I personally believe, and you can look at this up, there's, there, there's not even as many police-involved shootings that are controversial like there was under Barack Obama. Yeah. Um, but what's happening is that the media has made up in their mind that Donald Trump has to be the most racist person, and their only political jargon is to say that white supremacy is rising. So what are they doing? They're amplifying people like uh, Jesse Jesse Smollett. They're amplifying people like this young man that was just right. jogging down right. the street. They are perpetuating <laughs> all of this to create an environment where people are believing and, and having race hate so that they can swoop in as politicians and say, we have a cure for this problem that we are actually perpetuating. And I can agree with that, man. And um, we, I, I'm a certified welder. I have a lot of black guys that are in my field. So I work with majority white. I'm around majority white. And I don't know if there is any underlying racial tension, but as far as me meeting my coworkers and being invited to dinners and birthday parties and everything else, I have never experienced racism personally myself. Now, am I saying it doesn't exist? No, I'm not saying that, man. That's Come on, that's not realistic. There's people that hate. But what people don't acknowledge is there's racism on both sides. I know black people who, for no obvious reason, just hate white people. Like, just white people just irritate them and get under their skin. And it could be propagated by the media or what we call fake news. But as Americans, don't we have a choice to believe what we want to and not believe what we want to? You do have that. Yeah, you do have that. Why is it it that we can't? And and let me make this point known. I don't know if people can hear me or what, but I I want it to be known that for every one cop that shoots an unarmed black man, there's two or three hundred cops, white and black, in the ghettos of America playing basketball with the kids, buying ice cream from the ice cream truck with the kids, really trying to help the community out. So this narrative that police are bad people is really dangerous because these kids are being brought up to believe that you can't trust the police. Yeah. Now, imagine a revolutionary mind with that mentality. That's dangerous. It that's is. Really, it really is. That's why, we gotta, that's why we got to get the truth out there from from people who are on the side of the truth, because if if these people don't hear that they're being lied to, it's only going to get worse. Nick, thank you for your call, man. Call me again. Brandon, I want to make this point. Um, it's, it's amazing to me that Donald Trump was loved when he had his, before he became president, he had his TV show. He, uh, a businessman, he was awarded uh, by Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and all the people. They all loved him. The blacks watched him on TV. They loved Donald Trump. And then all of a sudden, Donald Trump become president. And uh, the media, the liberal media and the Democrats and the writers, some of the writers don't like him. They could call him a racist. And there are black people who really just believe it. They know, oh, uh, white supremacist is rising because of Donald Trump. The race issue is worse because of Donald Trump. And I'm like, I have family members who think that way. 
I just, I don't even argue with them about it anymore. I just shake my head. Because I'm thinking, can you be that dumb? What think, made I, him a racist now if he wasn't before? All he did was switch jobs. The man is still the same. I think I think what people are not realizing is that this is political. Because a lot of people aren't involved in politics. They may not be uh, structured and understand the political game. Yeah. But people are taking it seriously. This is not serious. Chuck Schumer and them are not serious. They don't believe what they're saying. They don't. They they have an objective. Yeah. And and and, and what they're doing with Donald Trump is that they love them too. Donald Trump used to donate to Hillary Clinton. They used to all <laughs> sure be cool. Did. And, and but what people don't understand is that these people aren't really mad at the, at what Trump is doing at the border. They're they're not hurt and really sad that kids are in cages because they were quote unquote in cages under Barack Obama. Barack Obama deported more more illegal aliens than any president. And matter of fact, all presidents combined. So they don't really care. It's that they need to win an election. They need to win back the White House. Yeah. And that's going to come at all costs. So if they got to make up a lie, if they got to go down to the border and cry, if they have to act like Trump is a racist, if they have to call us Uncle Toms and sellouts on national TV, <laughs> if we go down there and we support the president, yeah. they're not doing it because they really feel that way. They're doing it because they have to or they will never get power again. They will never get in the White House again. You're absolutely right about that. I have a cousin. A lot of my family members are like that, but they're supposed to be Christians, right? Oh. It's uh, uh, all in the name of Jesus. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was talking to my cousin about what Nancy Pelosi just said about the president. Oh, forget about the president. You know, whatever she said. And that the Democrats are lying. But... All in the name of Jesus, he still support Nancy Pelosi. I'm like, and I grew up with this cousin. I mean, I know him very well. And I'm like, how do you, I don't even, I, 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 it is the darkness of the mind. I know that. They're, they're, and some people, some people are, they have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, yeah. which is what the Bible says. They they take on the response, they, they don't take on responsibility, but they take on the title, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. But when it comes down to it, Christians don't support abortions. Right. Christians don't support gay marriage. Right. Christians don't support all of these things. And you don't mean you hate nobody. Right. You're just going off the book. And if you really believe in the book, when the politicians come out and say there's there should be a right to late-term abortions, when politicians come come out on the book and they say, oh, no, we don't need to pray in schools and we Christianity is, uh, you know, like, you, you have to sit down and say, because this is what got me. My friends would clown me. And I had to sit down and say, these people don't love God. If, right. if Jesus was walking around right now and we were hanging out, we getting ready to go vote. There's no way Jesus would vote for any of these Democratic candidates that are pushing the agenda that they're pushing. And they're not only pushing gay marriage. They want they want transgenders at the school <laughs> teaching uh, queen story time. They, they, they don't believe in genders. I mean, they, some of these people on the left are off the chain. And I know people who are supposed to be pastors and ministers that ordained. Uh, that are like supporting democratic agenda. Yeah. And I yeah. think when, when when Christians wake up and they actually start being serious, I think they are they are they are going to be forced to say, I cannot support these democratic policies. Amazing. I know that we're supposed to have you for a short time. One more call. Can you take one more? Hey, whatever you need, Jesse. Hey, I, I can stay here all day. Everybody <laughs> and their mama want to talk to you, man. So that's pretty sure. good. Uh Andrew is a first time caller out of Michigan. Uh Let's see. Oh, tell Nick to let, let me, yeah, let me take Andrew. Andrew. Oh, hold on, Andrew. Hello? Oh, he's not ready. Oh, okay. 
He's not ready. Let me go to uh, Louis. Lou. Is it Lou? Lou out of New Jersey. Lou, you're on with Brandon. Thanks for calling. How you doing, Brandon? How you doing, Jesse? All is well. Hey, you know, guys, I just came from my doctor's office. I need my knee replaced. And I can't get the surgery because they got all the hospitals locked down. So my doctor told me I got to wait till maybe August or later. It's just out of control. I think this yeah. is just, just they're trying to lock everything down for the election. And they go blame it on Trump. They're yes. blaming everything on Trump, I believe. Yeah. Yes, see, I, I believe this whole thing is, uh, you know, really, really going too, too far now that people need to wake up. Let me, let me give you an example of why you are 100% correct. In the state of Arizona, we have 7 million people here. There's about 500 people that have lost their lives to COVID-19 related deaths or whatever, how they want to do it. You know, they miss, they, they falsifying the numbers, but even with that, there's 7 million people here. They shut our, they shut our whole state down. I went to the hospital the other day because I was suffering from, from extreme dehydration from riding my bike too hard. But while I was in the hospital, the doctor told me, he said, Mr. Tatum, guess how many COVID patients I've had? This is a major hospital in Maricopa County, which is the biggest county with 4 million people in it. He said, how many COVID patients I've had? I said, how many? He said, zero. He <laughs> told me as well. He told me as well. He said, you know why people are doing the COVID? Because we get money. Whenever we have a COVID patient, if we check the box, say this person is COVID, the government sends us money to completely take care of whatever needs. If it's a ventilator, uh, their, their, their whole entire stay in the hospital, they send us money. So a lot of hospitals are saying that because they want the money. Yeah. And this, this pandemic or whatever, it is a lot of it is fabricated. There is no reason a man can't get a knee replacement surgery because somebody come in with a, with a strand of flu. I, I don't understand. It, the, the mortality rate, when you look at the numbers, is almost synonymous with the flu virus. We have 80,000 people die from the flu in 2018, and we're supposed to have a vaccine for that, and we didn't shut down a, a strip mall. But all of a sudden, our whole country is going to crap. It is, it is propaganda, election season BS, in my opinion. You're right. When I drive, when I drive around L.A., thank you, Louis. When I drive around L.A. and the businesses are shut down and these people walk around in masks, sweating, hands up, they can't breathe. And, <laughs> 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 and it's like a bright, sunshiny day in L.A. It's just, it's just, it's, I never thought I would see anything like this in America. It's just. It just blows my, it's like I'm in China. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm looking at these people, I was at the park the other day running, and this black woman, she walked around with her mask, and she pointed at me and at her mask. I just waved her off. Go sit down, lady, leave me alone. And it's just crazy that you can make people do stuff like this. They don't seem to think for themselves at all. Well, in Arizona, nobody's, nobody's listening to this stuff. <laughs> I was riding my bike the other day with some guys, we went to a coffee place. Nobody had a mask on. Nice. The workers didn't have masks on. The uh, people walking in, nobody social distancing. They 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 said that we were opening up. People just gave up. They like, oh man, we don't care about none of this stuff. Hospital. The, when I was at the hospital, the doctor that was treating me, he yeah. didn't have a mask on. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You know, he, and people people say, hey, look, we I live in a it's going purple, but you know I live in a red state, and people are like. Screw y'all, man. And then with the places where they want you to wear the mask, people wear the mask, 
and they take it off and they put it back on and they take it off. I mean, give it a week, man. People are going to be like, forget y'all, man. We're going, right. we going all in. I went to the bank last Friday, Friday before last, and they didn't want to let me in because I didn't have a mask. So I took my shirt off <laughs> and put my shirt around. I'm like, this is a mask. You can't come in without a shirt? I'm like, oh. <laughs> Tell the folks how they can uh, 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 get to you, man, how they listen to you. You have a radio, right? A podcast going on? Yeah, I have, I have a lot of different things. So uh-huh. the Officer Tatum on all of my social media platforms, my YouTube channel is obviously the most popular. Um, also, I have a radio show in Phoenix, Arizona on KTAR 92.3 every Saturday at 6 p.m. So people can get to that. It's syndicated through podcasts. So if you go to KTAR.com, you can download the podcast, listen to it live. Um, also, I have the Officer Tatum store where we sell merch like this. Wow. Um, Trust God and some of our other cool stuff. It's a great way to support the channel. So you can go to the Officer Tatum store, the Officer Tatum, my website, the Officer Tatum on all of my social media. It's pretty much how you can find me. Well, thank you for spending time with us. And uh, I really like that video, man. I like the nappy hair part. You just, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just woke up and you know what? I got to get this I, off my chest. I did. <laughs> It was Thanks, great. Jesse. Thanks for having me, Jesse. Yes, sir. And congratulations again on the marriage. I wish you and your family well. Thank you. All right, buddy. We'll talk. All right. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. And don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, and share the Jesse Lee Peterson radio show, folks. We really appreciate it. We are at war. It is a spiritual battle for the soul of America. And it's going to take all of us to do it. <laughs> 